Welcome, friends, to Agency Wellness, the podcast. My name is Cody Marr. After decades living with the diagnosis of chronic illness, I began to ask myself if this diagnosis, this label, was really helpful. I started to challenge my own learned concepts as well as cultural concepts of what it means to be well. I spent years studying all sorts of techniques and experimenting with different modalities. I took course after course and certification after certification. All of this amazing knowledge has enriched my life and informed how I care for myself and who I am as a practitioner. However, my greatest teacher and my most credible source has been and continues to be my own amazing body. Agency Wellness was born out of the feeling that just like actors need agents to support and guide their careers, sometimes in the wild, wild world of wellness, you need a health agent, someone you can trust to help you navigate the various twists and forks and bumps you inevitably encounter as a human living in today's world who wants to feel well, be well, who wants to be, let's just say it, happy and healthy. This podcast will help you expand your knowledge vision, and practice of wellness. I'll be bringing you heartfelt conversations with a variety of experts in fields such as naturopathic medicine, feng shui, life coaching, womb healing, psychic guidance, creativity, Pilates, and so much more. It's my hope and intention that from these conversations, you can begin to tap into your own unique and ever-evolving wellness recipe. I'll be right here with you the whole way. So let's dive in. This week on Agency Wellness, I am excited and honored to welcome Bella Marie to the podcast. Bella Marie holds space for the reclamation and reactivation of your sacred soul essence. Through a process called Soul Destiny Mapping, she transmits the codes of your current incarnation journey, weaving the wisdom of the planetary placements in your astrological natal chart with the magic of your purpose and gifts offered through the lens of human design and the gene keys. Combining these codes with exercises to assist you in feeling the lived experience of your purpose viscerally alive within your body. Bella is an ordained metaphysical minister and Reiki master and delights in officiating life ceremonies, connecting with clients for deep healing work, and falling more in love with life each and every day. During this episode, we talked about what destiny mapping is, sidereal versus tropical astrology, the three systems of destiny mapping, our attachment to identity, how we cling to what we think we know about who we are, what is human design, all of the human design types, and of course, we delved into the gene keys. I also had the great pleasure of going through a soul destiny mapping process with Bella before we recorded this podcast, so I bring in some of that experience, and you'll hear me say it multiple times, but I cannot recommend doing this with her enough. It is super fun and revealing, and Bella holds an immaculate space. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Bella Marie to the podcast. Welcome, Bella. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, Cody. How are you today? I am doing very well today. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited you're here. And we're going to talk about a really, I know is pretty, I don't know if the word is trendy right now, but uh, lots of people are learning about this slowly. So I'm excited to have you on. I'm really excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So let's get into it. Tell us a little bit about your, okay. So tell us 
you know, what I know that you work in a very unique system um, and tell us the name of that and how you came to that and sort of your own journey into, into the work that you do. Absolutely. So I am a destiny mapping facilitator, which is a really fancy way to say that I get to help people uncover their soul essence and their codes that were impacted on their fields at the moment of their birth through the systems of astrology and human design and the gene keys. So destiny mapping is this really beautiful interflow of those three systems together that was designed by Ahamna Amaya, who is the creator of destiny mapping, not the creator of the three separate systems. It was her idea to bring them together and fuse the aspects of each system that we use for specifically looking at life purpose. So destiny mapping is all about uncovering your purpose, uncovering the why you are here on this planet, why you chose to incarnate here and now and the life that you chose at the moment that you chose. Wow, that's amazing. It's so cool. And I got to say, I am involved in that process with you now, which I'm really excited the timing aligned this way because I have sort of a taste of what it is. And I can say it's really, what I really love about this process is it's so comprehensive and you get to look at yourself from all these different angles, like from all the three that you said. So why don't we start by just breaking those down for people? So let's start with astrology, because I know that's usually the first thing that you go into, right, in your in your group of sessions. Um, so tell us a little bit about the type of astrology that you look at and how you see that aspect in, you know, in, in relation to the in- entirety of destiny mapping. mapping. Absolutely, yeah. So we do dive into astrology first during our destiny mapping sessions together. And That's really awesome because astrology is the basis of human design as well as the gene keys. So we're immediately getting to see how those other systems are formed and how we read your energy in those other systems. So I love to do a full natal chart reading in the sessions that I offer, looking into all of the planetary placements at the moment of your birth and what those energies mean, how they have impacted your energy field and formed you to be the being that you are with certain weaknesses, certain strengths, with obstacles that come into your path, with gifts that are naturally inherent to you. And it's it's really beautiful to get to see a being through the lens of how the planets are impacting their energy field from the moment of birth. If you're looking at astrology from the lens of quantum physics, we're looking at literally the neutrinos from the planet's energy impacting into your energy field when you're born. And so you're, you're literally formed this way, which is what's so cool about it to me. And as a result, I don't use tropical astrology to do my readings. Tropical astrology for anyone who doesn't know is the astrology that we're using in the West. So it's based on a set of fixed states. Um, So Sagittarius season always begins on the same day and always ends on the same day every single year. And The reason that I don't use this system is because it's not in alignment with the actual placements of where the planets are currently at in the cosmos. So when we, um, when we say, Hey, this, the sun is in Sagittarius right now, actually, when we pull out our sky sky scanner app and look, we'll generally find like, Oh, actually, no, the sun is in Scorpio right now. There's 24 degrees that this system of Western astrology has gone off from where things are in the sky. 
And that's because of the way the planets are moving over time. 2000 years ago, tropical and astrology and sidereal astrology were the same thing because they were just looking at the precise astronomical alignments of where things are in the sky. But because nothing's changed over all those years, um, as far as the dates on the Gregorian calendar for the tropical system, it's actually quite a deal off from where the actual planetary bodies are in the sky at this time. So I always say, when we look at the tropical system, we're seeing who we are conditioned to be. We're seeing who we think we are within the matrix. Whereas when we're looking at sidereal mm -hmm. astrology, we're looking at who our soul actually is, like the actual imprint that we received at the moment of our birth. And as such, both are actually really helpful because we can move from the person we're conditioned to be into the pure embodiment of soul essence that we truly are. And so I see the beauty in both that said, I, I offer my readings on the sidereal system because it is more foreign to most people and they get to have that essence of this is who I really am. Like this is the pure imprint of my soul that I get to move into now and embody more deeply. Wow. That was such an amazing explanation. Thank you so much for all of that. And I feel like, um, you know, that's a really big distinction for people just in terms of all the different ways of reading an astrological chart. I know there's actually probably several, right? Not just one or two, um, but those are the two main, like you said, sidereal and Western, like they're the two main ones, I think. Is that true? Is that accurate? Yeah. So when we're looking at tropical astrology, like I said, it's always based upon those fixed dates that right. are the same every year. But when we're looking at sidereal and the reason a lot of people disagree with sidereal astrology is because there's not a fixed vantage point of where we're viewing space. And so there is a lot of different ayanamshas, which are basically different starting points from where we're viewing the wheel of the mm -hmm. zodiac. And they're all generally speaking within a few degrees of one another. However, when you're looking for precise calculations that can cause a, a potential issue because um, you're not going to measure it the same way that somebody else would. So there's, I don't even know, there's a lot of different Ayanamshas. And personally, I don't necessarily use one specific Ayanamsha. What I do with each individual client is I sit with their spirit, with their energy field, as I began drawing up their charts. And I meditate on which Ayanamsha feels aligned for this particular being, for this particular particular chart and what's needed in this moment. And that's not to say that later in life, it might, we might draw up a chart from a different Ayanamsha and view other potentialities of the soul. So I'm really feeling into what would be the most aligned Ayanamsha that I could use in this moment to gift to this being gnosis about their own essence. Mm, that's so beautiful, Bella. And I can say that I found, I found that reading to be really spot on and just really enlightening about some of the things like what I loved about this is, you know, just like a lot of people, my initial um, grasp on astrology was really surface, right? Like I'm a cancer. <laughs> That's my sun sign, you know, and that and let me read my daily horoscope when I'm 16, you know, so it's just this very superficial view. And when you do something like this, you really get to go to a new depth and my my experience and and tell me if this matches yours or is similar or different is that it starts to uncover things that you felt or that I felt, um, but didn't really have the words for, like, there were so many times where I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. That's why X, Y, Z, like putting together these dots, you know, when you're really looking 
So for people that are sort of have this, you know, surface level view of astrology, like many people do, this is a much more in-depth look way beyond just your sun or even your moon and your rising. Like it really goes very, very deeply into the entire chart. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of people, the majority of people likely in, in our culture are only really looking at the sun or maybe like you said, the sun, moon rising. Um, that said, they're not really playing into all of their charts. And it's, it always is a, a whole thing for people. Like somebody comes and has a reading and in tropical, they are a Sagittarius, uh, but actually in the sidereal system, they're a Scorpio or in tropical, they're a Libra, but in the sidereal system, they're a Virgo. Cause what it is, is you fall back 24 degrees. So right. most people fall back into the previous sign. Not everybody, like for myself, I'm a Sagittarius sun on the cusp of Capricorn who falls back to a Sagittarius sun on the cusp of um, Scorpio. That said, like most people actually change signs and people who have been like their whole life reading their horoscope in the paper and connecting with that particular sign can be super resistant to actually receiving the true codes. I've had some really enlightened beings who've walked really far on their path be like, absolutely not. <laughs> it makes me laugh because like, I can see it, but they're so, so grasping to that idea that they hold of themselves related to these other energies that they, they cling to that and can't really step into it. That being said, it, it's, it's really, when we're looking at the full natal chart, like you said, there's so much depth to it. And so you are so much more than your sun sign. Yeah. Your sun shows part of your purpose and your personality, but every single planet and where it's at, which house it's in, which sign it's in, the relationships it has with the other planets. Does, do you have a huge stellium in your chart? So 10 planets are hanging out together, are things uh, making positive relationships, difficult relationships. There's all of these different aspects that go into it. And so that is why there's like literally just endless depth. And every person that reads your chart can give you a different view, a different depth. And so it's really fun to just get to play and feel what feels true and aligned. And I always just allow myself as much as possible to get out of the way and speak what wants to come through regarding a person's natal chart and the placements within. That's so beautiful. And I think it's sort of touching and we're going to move into the human design in a minute, but I think you're touching on something really interesting or that I'm making a connection of just like how addicted to these identities we get, you know, like we get, and this can be true for somebody on a wellness path. Like they, you know, maybe they got a diagnosis five years ago. And I've talked about this a lot where like, I don't really like to use diagnoses when I'm talking about myself or with my clients, because I feel like people get hooked into that. And then they repeat that over and over and over again. I am sick is what they're saying to themselves over and over and over again, or I have this or my autoimmune disease, like people really attach to these labels. And I think, you know, sort of to me, the whole purpose of doing sessions like this is we get to expand how we conceive of ourselves and we get to sort of challenge what we quote unquote know about ourselves because there's so many influences that we come across in our life that tell us who we are based on how we act or like what people knew of us when we were eight, you know, like, and so it's just, I think it's just a, another way to kind of freshen the perspective of who you are in this world, in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely so deeply resonate with everything you just shared there. 
And I do think that there is this very clinging sense to identity that we have in our culture because there's such this pressure to be somebody. Um, And ultimately, in a way, we all have our own somebody that we're here to be, but that somebody evolves over time. And that's one of the reasons I love shifting the lens from the tropical chart into the sidereal and feeling free to understand that maybe one day you'll be looking at your chart through a different ayanamsha in the sidereal system because you are a constantly evolving being. You aren't a static being. And so clinging so hard to an identity really just puts on this shield from actually being able to allow energy to flow where it's wanting to flow in this particular moment and opening to, you know, if you're called to come and have a destiny mapping session and you're having your chart read by me, you're, you're, soul, your spirit wanted to connect with my energy for a particular reason and receive what I'm going to share for a particular reason. So you get to try it on and see how it feels. Um, And almost like an actor trying on a new role at times, some of it might feel foreign and you might feel, okay, that doesn't necessarily resonate, but you can try it and see if it's something you grow into, or you can try it and see that it doesn't resonate and you let it go. And ultimately all of this is a map, but it's not the territory, right? So we we get to receive the codes and we get to honor, hey, I see this so deeply in myself and I honor this in myself or like, hey, I understand why this thing that I don't like about myself is happening in my life. And now I feel empowered with a tool to work through that. Um, So there's just a lot of different levels of healing that can come through receiving the soul codes in this way. Yeah, for sure. That's so beautiful. So well said. So I think that's a great transition to move. So after we, you go through astrology, then I know you have an integration session with somebody and sort of integrate that information. Cause it's a lot, it's a lot of information. She goes deep people like not, it's not surface level, anything. Um, and then we move into human design, right? So human design is is sort of the the trendy part I was referring to in a way. I don't know if that's the right word. So forgive me, people, if that is not the correct word to use in this scenario, but it's it's very topical. You hear it a lot like on the internet now. So let's talk about human design. Where does this system come from? How old is it? I don't think it's as old. It's definitely not as old as astrology, right? So it's kind of a newer system. Um, So yeah, just tell us a little bit about it and we'll, we'll dig in. Yeah, absolutely. I freaking love human design. Like it's my favorite. It just lights me up. And this is like the, the my absolute favorite part of the readings I do. I love having the basis of knowing the natal chart because human design is based on a lot of different systems. It's based on astrology and astronomy. Uh, your natal chart is used to create your human design chart. It's based on quantum physics and it's based on the Kabbalah. It's based on all sorts of different little, little pieces are interwoven into this really amazing system that I think I'm terrible with dates, but I think it was eighties that uh, the creator of human design downloaded this system. He had like this intense, like receiving of this whole system and like scribbling notes and this whole beautiful download of of this amazing system that is human design. And as with astrology, I think the majority of people who are connecting with human design are connecting with it at such a surface level. They aren't receiving the amazing depth available through this system and how it can actually so strongly impact your life through knowing your aura type and 
learning how you're already functioning as your aura type and learning how to more deeply show up as the type that your aura is. Yeah, that's really cool. So let's go into, so the first layer I would say is the types, right? The are there four? Are there five types? One, I don't There's know. four with, yeah. with the subcategory. Four the twist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so the first layer of human design is learning about your type, right? What type you are under the system. So I, you, I know you have an amazing explanation of all the types. So let's just go through all the types if that's cool with you. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So 70% of the population are the, the same type and it's what we call the generators. And anybody who has in their human design chart, which I wish I had a chart to show you all right now, but in, in the human design chart, there's nine different centers and how those centers are connected with flows of energy is how we perceive which type of aura you have. So anybody who has a defined sacral center in their chart automatically is a generator. And this is, there's also a subtype of generator called the manifesting generator that has a motor center to throat definition. So they're able to take on some of the energy of one of the other types, the manifester. That said, they're first and foremost generators, which is why they're the subtype of the generator. And generators are, they're the, the workers, the builders, the creators of society. Because their sacral centers defined, they have this sustainable energy so that they can keep going and keep creating and producing. And our world is really built for generators. That said, even though the majority of people are generators, I wouldn't say the majority of people are thriving in our world. And that's because generators are designed to work hard and, and create and go, go, go towards something that they so deeply love and care about. So when you take a generator who has this amazing capacity to just keep going and put them in a career that's draining their life force from their being that they, they hate going to, or even if they don't hate it, but it just doesn't light them up and it doesn't fulfill them. You start to see the generator life force get drained. And then you start to see all sorts of problems with exhaust, exhaustion and fatigue and, um, you know, all of the myriad issues that we see when we look out into to our society. So much of that is the result of like generators not being in their passion and not building what they're here to build. Because ultimately, I truly believe we're all here to create and build something of our own in our own unique ways. And our aura type affects that. Um, but yeah, generators are that like type that can keep going. They make the, the they're the ones that want to be parents more often than the others. Not to say that the other types can't be parents, of course, because every type can. But because they have that sacral energy, they're literally like, wanting to have something to create in that in the sacral fires there like a life or a creative project or whatever it might be they have this warm embracing aura that just sort of draws people in um so we have a lot of generators in our world and the other types are equally as wonderful and beautiful um and oftentimes are really struggling to thrive in this world even more than the generators because this world wasn't built for them. So the next most common type in human design are projectors. They actually didn't start incarnating on this planet until like a couple hundred years ago. So it's a newer type. Um, and they have an aura that penetrates into uh, what we call the G center, which is one of the centers in the human design chart. And it's all about the identity. So when they were around another person, they're literally penetrating into that person's auric field 
and feeling and knowing them. So they have this really innate sense of being able to see you, like see your strengths and weaknesses. And because of this, they make amazing mentors and guides. They, they make amazing bosses because they can create a team of people and say, hey, I'm going to take you and you, and this is how we're going to like put this team together and utilize everybody's strengths and minimize their weaknesses. Um, they don't have that defined sacral center, so they don't necessarily have that continual creation going on in the way a generator does, but they have this like essential magic that they offer the world through just being able to see. And while a generator is here to respond to the world and they're literally like, you've got to be present to really be in your strategy as a, as a generator, because you're constantly responding and feeling this inner yes or no, um, a projector is here to be recognized, Yeah, have so much wisdom to share with the world. And they, they, the hard part for projectors is that they have to wait to be invited to share their wisdom with the world. And so projectors want to be invited to offer this depth that they have. And when they are, and when they're recognized for the wisdom that they hold, they flourish and they're able to give so much to this world. They're really beautiful beings. Mm -hmm. Some of my favorite people I've ever met are projectors. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of a few as, as well. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we have two other types. We have our manifestors, which are about 8% of the population. They are just like the powerhouses of human design. The way that their energy field works is they have what we call a constricting aura. So whenever they walk into somebody else's energy field, they literally shrink the other person's energy field down. They take up so much space because they're the initiators. They're here to create the new things, like to bring the unseen into the scene and make things happen. And a lot of people, as a result of that constricting aura, feel super uncomfortable around manifestors. I always like to share that I have two manifestors in my life that I always think of. I think of my best friend, who's like the super bold woman who walks into a room and every head turns and, and people like love her or hate her. And she is who she is. She'll like say whatever she wants to say. And she, there's no hiding it. Um, and then I have a niece who is also a manifester, who's very quiet, who walks into a room not wanting to be noticed, but attracts that same love or hate, immediate attention from people because of how they feel in her auric field. They are here to initiate, to, to create things out of the unseen and to get the ball rolling on projects. And then they often hand off to generators to continue working on because they have the capacity to keep going on it. And then... Finally, we have our reflectors, which are super rare. I actually have never done a reading in all of the readings I've done for a reflector yet. I can't wait till I get to. <laughs> they're 2% they're of the population and they are, um, I always think of the reflectors as the shamans of society mm -hmm. because basically what they do is they mirror your energy out to you. So everybody who's around a reflector gets this beautiful reflection of themselves and it might be the reflection they want to see that said, it's going to be this true reflection of, of who they be in that moment. And reflectors, because of this, basically, they don't have any centers defined in their chart. And because of this, they take on the energy of whoever they're around. As a result, they require a ton of alone time, which is, again, why I think of them like the shamans. I think of them like outside of society, 
um, they're not designed to work. Like they don't have the, the energy to keep working and they, their energy moves really slow. They're actually designed to wait a lunar cycle before making a decision. So 28 days before making wow. a decision. Um, and ultimately they like need to be off in their own bubble and have people come in and they get to reflect them back to themselves and then they get to be alone again. So they know their own energy. So super beautiful work that those beings are doing on this planet and like super not designed for reflector world we live in. Yeah. Thank you so much for that explanation. That was so helpful. I'm sure there's a lot of people already wondering like, oh, I think I'm this type or I think I'm that type, you know? Um, And I think what's interesting to me about human design after having our session was I had the same, you know, again, like a superficial understanding of this and I thought I was one type and then tell us a little bit about how like the reading of that goes because remember you and I discussed like in the tropical I'm this and then that and that so how does that sort of play into it as well sure yeah so again um same with my astrological charts I do all of my human design charts hand-drawn in the sidereal system so um I'll use whatever I am sure I use to draw your natal chart to draw the human design chart And I wish I had this image to show you again, but basically what I do is I plot all of the planets in your natal chart onto this other chart, Mm. the second natal chart that's called your design chart, which is in human design, they say your soul enters your body three months before. Mm -hmm. So it's from that time, three months before you're born, another natal chart. So we plot those and kind of see all the connections they make on the body graph, which is where we see all the centers and the connections. And the reason that people's types change is just ultimately because the planets are in a different place. So they're being plotted in a different location being. And so people do generally change types. If you know your tropical type, it could be the type that you are in, in sidereal absolutely it could be a lot of people stay the same type and also it could not be and you could find out that you've been you know living thinking your energy is functioning a different way than it truly actually is which of course can lead to issues because if somebody for example is a generator who thinks they're a projector and they don't have very much energy but they're like well I'm a projector so I just don't have a lot of energy they might not seek solutions for how they could empower their body to feel energized in that generator way again. Um, So yeah, it's just all based upon the, the different locations of, of the planetary placements in the natal charts. Awesome. And just like the astrological reading, it's amazing how much more depth there is like, you know, just for people, since this is a podcast and you'll have to have a session with Bella, if you want to go to the depths, but, um, there's so much more than just the types, right? Like you've been talking about the centers and the connections between the centers. And then what are the numbers again called again? Those are the gates, the gates, there's gates. So there's all these different layers that you get to unfold. And I'll just share personally, one of the biggest ahas I had with this session. And that came from looking, I think at some of the centers and the gates and the connections between them was, you know, that I'm my type or, you know, I don't think it's my type necessarily, but based on this chart, there's something in the chart that says, you know, that I enjoy and thrive when I'm collaborating with others. And I'd kind of known this about myself and I've been feeling sort of so like something in, in my work, like, ah, I don't want to do this or, you know, it's not working the way I want. And I was like, oh, 
it's because I'm doing this by myself and I'm just kind of not really built to do things by myself. Like I like to collaborate with others. And it was such an aha moment for me of just like, wow. Okay. And not to say that I won't continue to build something by myself. Right. But just to have that understanding that like, oh, that's what that is. There's something in me that's really naturally drawn to collaboration. And I'm not, I don't have that in my life. So that's, that's creating an impact. And it just really helped clarify and sort of take this sort of confusion haze that I was in a way of like, what's going on. So those, to me, I wanted to share that story because I think it's helpful for people to understand sort of what kind of insights can come from a human design reading of really understanding, like, to me, it was very much like how you function in the world, you know, what, how you thrive in the world. Yeah, exactly. And same with astrology, where we're looking so much deeper than your sun sign. You're so much more than your aura type. Yeah, your aura type absolutely shows how you're designed to function in the world. And your strategy and in alignment with your aura type shows you how you actually get to like respond to the world to to live in the most ease and flow. That being said, you know, it's not like all generators are the same. There's so all of these beautiful little breakdowns that really clarify your own energy and how you as an individual are designed to show up. My, my personal favorite, um, similar to what Cody was sharing, when I started learning about the centers in human design, I got into the G center and this is your identity center. So where you have definition shows what your identity is sort of built around. And I have a G center that has literally no definition. And I spend so much of my life feeling like a chameleon, like going from place to place and feeling like I could fit in in any of those places, but feeling really frustrated because it was like, but who am I? Like, mm. why do I walk in and feel like a different person in this setting than I do in this setting than I do in this setting? And that's literally what the open G center is all about. You're not here to be somebody in the same sense that somebody with definition in that center is. You're actually here to be nobody to mm simply let life flow through you in every moment and be who the moment is asking you to be. And that was like, I just wept when I learned about that. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> this yeah. is really how I'm designed to be. I'm, I'm being who I was meant to be, who I was created to be through showing up in this way. And it's actually this gift that I have. So yeah, there's just, so many little pieces that can just offer insight. And, and my favorite thing about that is that you get to go back and like, look at your chart and look at like, when I do my readings, I give this whole 40 page map to my clients with all of this info. And every time I go into my own map, I'm like, Oh, they, oh like I never noticed this before. Oh my gosh. Like this is so impactful. It's like, it's just exactly what I needed to hear to feel empowered and to have some direction and clarity in that particular moment, which has been a really beautiful gift. It's like, it just keeps on giving and there keeps being depth to receive. Yeah. And it's so, thank you for sharing that personal story. It's really, it's really wonderful to hear that. I mean, not that you were struggling, but just like, that's just like a really connective story. Um, so helpful. And that makes me think again about something we were talking about before, which is sort of this, I think this underlying thing in this conversation, which is that we live in a society that has sort of rules, quote unquote, rules about how one is supposed to act and what's normal and what's not normal and how you're supposed to feel. And, you know, certain things are acceptable and certain things are strange. And so it's sort of this 
other way. It's like you're looking outside of society's norms at all the different ways that a human being can function. And it, it, yeah, it can bring so much relief and understanding to be like, oh, okay, that's just how I'm energetically designed. Like that's not a flaw. The flaw is society. It's not me, you know? So it's just sort of like, I think it can be so freeing for someone that maybe is struggling with a particular aspect of themselves, not as an excuse, like not, get, like not as a way to be like, oh, that's just who I am, but just as a way to have compassion for yourself. Like, oh, this is an area of challenge for me because we, we, we explore in these readings areas of strengths and areas of challenges, right? Like this is an area of challenge and that makes sense. And now I can work with that in a different way with a different understanding with more compassion. Yeah. And I think that just hits the nail on the head is that you get to meet yourself with more compassion, because even if it is an area of struggle, um, you get to see like, okay, so my energy is designed to work this way. So how do I work with this aspect of myself instead of fighting it and feeling like there's something wrong with me and feeling like I need to be different and like totally society tells us we should all perform in a certain way. and Everybody should go work a nine to five job and all of the little things that were conditioned is the right way to be. And ultimately we're all here on our individual saga. <laughs> we're all walking our own totally unique paths. And the only way we can actually offer this world, the medicine that we are is through surrendering into who we are and stop stopping this fight of I have to like push this part of myself down because she's too much. I have to push this part of myself out of the picture because it just doesn't fit into how I need to live my life. Like ultimately the magic gets to flourish through you when you can more deeply accept yourself for everything that you are and show the world that true face, you know, take off the armor that you've been wearing to hide yourself and fit in and be the cog in the machine and actually start to be this human being, right? Like this, this beautiful life who who's here to I'm, I absolutely believe we're all here with medicine to offer the world in our own special ways and I I'm so excited knowing that we're moving towards a world where more and more people are okay to be who they be and not feel like they need to fit into a particular box totally which is why you know there's that saying like the most important thing you can do is learn about who you are. And this is kind of part of the reason why, because the more you know about who you are, also the more compassion you can have for other people. Like, oh, if I have these challenges and it's having me function in this way, that means that my partner who drives me crazy when they do X, Y, and Z, maybe that's just an area that they have a challenge. You know, maybe that's just an energetic, their energetic makeup. And maybe we're just different in that way. And it doesn't have to drive me so crazy, you know? So the more we know ourselves, the more we can know other people because we can recognize challenges or, you know, strengths and others. So it's just like, it's really important work and it's, it goes much more. It's really fun. Like it's super fun to learn about yourself, right? We all love that, but it's also really important. Yeah, absolutely. And just like you said, it's, um, you know, I used to get so irritated, uh, serving at a restaurant and my coworkers because I would be like wiping a table and getting the door and taking people's money and like doing 27 things. I'm a manifesting generator. Who's the only type that's actually designed to multitask. Even pure generators are not designed to multitask. And so knowing like, okay, like their energy literally cannot do what my energy can do in this capacity gave me so much compassion to stop feeling like resentful and just to right. understand that we just work differently. Um, 
So that's a beautiful gift. And yeah, all about the self gnosis. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Same. I'm a manifesting generator too. And I'm always doing a thousand different things. And when people don't move quickly enough, I'm like, why are they so slow? You know? <laughs> so it's, it is, it's really cool to sort of like look at the world through a different lens and just like take off that, you know, rigidity for a minute and really be expansive. So yeah, it's really, really amazing work. I love human design too. I'm, I'm barely scratching the surface, but I'm really interested. So, okay. So you do the human design. That's the second part of the destiny mapping process, right? And then you move into the gene keys. Now I know absolutely nothing about this. So tell us about the gene keys. Yes. I also just so deeply love the gene keys and what the gene keys are is a system of contemplation. So there's 64 gene keys. They correspond with 64 genes of our bodies. And of course, each of us holds all 64 of the genes. And so it's this giant text written by Richard Rudd. And you could read the whole text. And I have re read the whole text as I do this for my career. Um, and you would find resonance with every single gene. And it's like it, it literally blows you open. Each gene has a shadow frequency which is where most of the world is coming from, the shadows, which don't necessarily mean bad or wrong. It just means lower vibrational energy being, being the shadow. Um, it's all about frequency. So as we raise frequency, we ascend through the, through the layers of each gene. Each gene has a gift then, which is sort of where generally we're striving to get in our lives is to start to embody the gifts of the genes and show up in ways that are more loving and pure and true. And then each gene has a city, which is ultimately a pathway to enlightenment through that particular gene's energy, which is really cool to me because if you look at all the different like ascended beings who we've had on this planet, none of them got there the same way because there is no one path to enlightenment. There's a million different pathways really, because even within the 64 genes, there's breakdowns that, um, we won't get into that because it's just a little complex to talk about that yeah. set. There's, there's all these layers here as well. And so specifically in destiny mapping, um, there's this, there's this document, it's called the golden path sequence. And the golden path is basically your own personal path to your highest embodiment, mm. which isn't like a one-time thing that you move through, but it's this this pathway that you're continually moving through and coming into higher levels of, which is that spiral we're feeling in, in, in our journeys, um, why we feel like we get to the same thing, but seeing it from a different vantage point. Um, but the golden path is, is like your shortcut, your personal shortcut to living in alignment with your essence. And so even breaking that down further, there's four genes within that golden path that are called your activation sequence. And that's what we look at in destiny mapping, because this reading is all about your purpose. Mm. We're actually looking at um, these four genes uh, that form your incarnation cross, which is a piece of human design that's actually talking about your purpose and why you're here. But it breaks it down so that you're seeing um, one of them is your life's work. So you're seeing literally the, the work that you're here to do. One of them is your radiance. So it's this amazing gift that you're born with. We have your life purpose. So it's who you're actually here to be, not your purpose, not being what you're here to do, uh, which was something really freeing for me. Also, not being like I have this purpose of like I have to create X, Y, Z. But like my purpose is to anchor in this energy and this frequency so deeply in my body and be that and gift that to the world. 
Um, and I just love it because, you know, I draw up other people's charts and look at their activation sequence. And I'm like, yeah, I see that. But like, I don't really resonate that with all with that at all. And even looking at my tropical activation sequence, and I've drawn up my sidereal and, and seen a couple of different, <laughs> different pathways of mine, all of it has been so resonant. So even like the conditioning, you know, and like moving into it, it's again, it's like that pathway, but it's really beautiful to see and honor yourself. Like, oh my gosh, yes, I struggle so deeply with this. And look at that. That's right there in my like area of struggle here. And, and look at what that gets to be when I evolve through it. It's mm. the lotus blooming out of the mud, ultimately, when you evolve through the shadows and ascend into the gift. There's such magic there. And of course, uh, just as a note, like, it's not like you like come out of the shadow and then you live in the gift and like, it's so magical. Uh, the end. <laughs> it's, you know, we fall into the shadow and come back into the gift. But what we're doing is like building that muscle memory of what it feels like to be in that frequency of the gift so that it becomes the default more and more often. And it's really been impactful of my pathway to see okay, like I've always felt like this aspect was really important for me, but I didn't understand what that meant and how to like use that to create my life around. But it's like these guiding, it gets to be like these guiding principles of like, this is one of the frequencies that I'm holding down in this life. And how do I get to share this then with everybody I meet with, with everywhere I go, (laughs) you know? And so, um, huge, huge fan of the gene keys. It's it's just, they really, because it's a system of contemplation, it's just, you get to like deepen ever, ever more deeply into these frequencies and really feel what that means in your body. Mm, That's so good. I'm really excited for that part. That's coming up next for me. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, it reminds me of something like a long time ago, I don't remember what this was. I had a reading in Asterian astrology. Have you heard of Asterian astrology? I haven't. It's pretty cool. It's based on like 27 stars from India. Anyway, um, and the guy said many things to me, but one of the things he said was, you know, he, it was this really, um, it was a more, it wasn't like a, a natal chart reading of an overview. It was more like a specific this time of your life reading, you know, Um, and he was, it was this great reading, like all these amazing things coming in the next couple of years. And he goes, and here's where you're going to get tripped up. And he said, your confidence, like, that's, what's going to get you. If the the way you can prevent this from happening, Cody, is if you get, if you lose your confidence or if you're not confident. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I remembered that, like, I remembered, you know, it's not like anytime we have one of these readings, it's not predictive. It's not like, this is going to happen, right? It's like a way that we get to understand, like we've been talking about this whole time. So it's really stuck with me. Like, oh, that's where I need to really zoom in. Like, I really need to be aware of my tendency to not be confident, you know, my tendency to doubt myself. And so I haven't experienced Gene Keys yet, but that's sort of what came to my mind. Like, these little guideposts that you can just keep in the back of your mind when situations occur in life, like, oh yes, but this is, this is my North star, or this is where this is, this thing is coming up again. I know this is a challenge for me. Okay. I see you. There you are. You know, like it makes sort of the emotions for me of life that occur. It just makes it make a little more sense. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, that's exactly it, right? It's like this guidepost. And then you go out into the world and you live your crazy life and, you know, what whatever happens is happening. But they get to be this, like, energy that you fall back on. Um, and, and it's just so interesting. Like, for me, with my life's work, Jean, it's all about being in the body. And the shadow is force, forcing things to happen. Um, and then the gift is strength, which ultimately is the same energy, the same, like, like, (laughs) I don't want to say strength because that's the word, but that's the only word I can think of, but like the same energy is coming through. It's just, instead of, it's like, it's when you get out of your own way and be present and then life gets to flow through you. So that's like literally my life's work is to learn how to do that, (laughs) to get out of my own way so that I can come into this presence so that I can offer intimacy to the world that, that like anchors in freedom. That's kind of like my pathway. Um, And so it's just this constant reminder as like a very cerebral person, my whole life, like who is very raised to honor intellect and read a million books and studied everything and like knew it all in my head. It's been like this really deep invitation to actually live it in my body and it's like this really potent reminder all the time, like, okay, force, like, right. <laughs> like you're forcing, how can I, how can you surrender to this right now? How can you bring that energy out of your head into your body and let go surrender so that it can actually flow through and not be what you think it has to be <laughs> like, so just constantly helpful, like every day helpful to me to, to have these, these like keynotes for myself. I love that so much. It's just, and I, I, you know, I know you personally. And so I really see you being with that. And it's really exciting to see you really embody this work that you're talking about. Um, so, okay. So finally, before we wrap up, I want to give people an overview of what your process is, you know, what your offering currently is, how that works, what they can expect, you know, all those things. Absolutely. Yes. So when I first started doing destiny mapping, I was doing one, two hour reading with all of it. Oh my God. It so intense. <laughs> like I, was just, I needed a nap after that. I can tell you it's a lot of information. Just like, like shocked afterwards. Like, okay, like now I have to go integrate this and I don't know what to do. So I started to break my sessions down and I started doing one session for astrology, one session for human design, one for gene keys. But what I found is that when we're receiving these codes, there's also this really beautiful invitation to embody them so it isn't just cerebral, so that it is felt, experienced in the body. So what I've actually done is added integration sessions after each of the three teaching sessions. So we'll do astrology and then have an integration. We'll do human design, then we'll have an integration We'll do the gene keys and then we'll have a final integration with everything as well as I do an opening session just so we're not going in blank. Like when I started working with you, Cody, obviously we already knew each other. That's yeah. A lot of my clients I've never, I've never spoken to before. And I've obviously drawn up their charts at this point, but I love to hear their own self-reflection, how they're presently viewing themselves, how, how they see purpose, what purpose means to them, all of this information that's really helpful to me to know how I get to help a person embody these codes. Um, ultimately, ultimately the work that I do is all about essence. I want everybody to feel 
safe to be who they truly are. And so these is a seven seven session package that I offer four times for destiny mapping. Um, and you get to work through all of this and, and move it into your body and journal and integrate and meditate and do all of these different pieces then that really allow you to feel your essence, not just get it in your head, but to feel it in your body and therefore go out and live it more in your life. Yeah. And I just want to say, I really, really highly recommend, like if this is piquing your interest, I highly recommend this work. It's really deep. It's really beautiful. It's really comprehensive. You are an incredibly safe space and so informative and loving. So I cannot say enough good things about working with Bella and we will have the link for how to do that in the show notes. But as we just discussed many times on this podcast, some people like to receive that information in their ears. So Bella, tell people how they can get in touch with you to sign up for one of your programs. And you do this all over Zoom, right? This is all online. Absolutely. Yes. All of this is over Zoom. So wherever you are, um, we, we can meet. <laughs> um, and I don't actually currently have a website. So you can find me on Instagram at the, the Barefoot Fairy. Um, it's the.barefoot.fairy. Um, and on Facebook as Bella Marie. And just shoot me a message and we can discuss and get things all set up for you to explore your soul codes and receive the gnosis of your essence. Yeah, don't hesitate. And if you can't find Bella for some reason, just shoot me a message and I'll connect you guys. Amazing, Bella. Well, this was so good. I feel like it's just so much amazing information came through today. So thank you so, so much. Oh, I have to ask you my final question. But before I ask you my final question, I just want to open the floor to you if there's anything else you're feeling called to share, anything you feel we missed, floor is yours. I would just, yeah, I would just close by saying I'm I'm so honored that I get to offer this work in the world. It really lights me up because every time I'm working with a client, I see them light up. I see that spark of recognition and I see how people get to step more fully into the, their bigness, like this beautifulness that they are. And this gift that I've always had in my life is just to see the best in others, to see what's amazing about others. And so to get to do this for my career, where I get to connect with people and be like, this is what's awesome about you, this is <laughs> struggle. And this is how you can work through it. It's just the deepest blessing. And I'm, it's such an honor for me to connect with each and every soul that comes through the, this program with me. Yeah. And that's felt in your sessions. So Bella, I ask everybody this and there's no wrong or right answer, which is what does wellness mean to you? What does wellness mean to me? Hmm. I think what really feels alive for me here is choosing life Hmm. and over and over again. Um, To meet the places in yourself that don't feel well for whatever reason with curiosity and presence and love and bring them back into alignment. It feels like it's wellness is very much like a lived experience of getting to feel how your own attention, your own love, your own care can evolve your experience of life. Um, Yeah. So really, really what feels alive is just this like choosing life. In each and every moment, wellness is this opportunity to choose what feels truly alive. I flippin' 
love that answer. That is, it just feels so good in my body choosing life, choosing life. Yeah. And choosing to accept life as life is showing up. So what an amazing, beautiful answer. I adore you. You're amazing. Thank you so much for being here and yeah, have an amazing day. Oh, the feeling is definitely mutual. I'm so honored to be here with you. Bye, Bella. Bye-bye. A big thank you again to Bella Marie. Now remember, she does these sessions online. So no matter where you are, you can have your soul destiny mapping sessions done with Bella. And again, I highly, highly recommend this. You can find Bella on Facebook at Bella Marie, two words, or on Instagram at the.barefoot.fairy. Just send her a message and start to connect. I'm so happy to be back here with you, friends. I'm looking forward to 2023 and whatever it brings. I'm wishing you health, happiness, abundance, and prosperity in this new year. My website's currently being redesigned to reflect my current offerings. While I am still available for private one-on-one health coaching on a case-by-case basis, my focus this year is really on bringing the wisdom of feng shui into our lives. I am going to be having classes, workshops, doing private consultations. So if you're ready to learn about feng shui, to enlist and honor your home as a creative partner in manifesting all you're desiring this year, send me a message. I'd love to tell you more. Wishing you a great week and see you next time. Bye.